I'm Chris. You're about to enter a place of wonder, excitement, and discovery. Welcome to Adventures in Odyssey. Have you ever wanted to get back at someone for something bad they did to you? That's what's known as getting revenge. And there's a lot of it going on these days in movies, on television shows, and in popular books. The stories may be different, but the message is always the same. If someone hurts you, you have every right to hurt them back. Well, in today's adventure in Odyssey, we're going to hear about a guy who had the chance to get back at several people for the terrible things they did to him. Does he do it? We'll find out when our adventure begins, right after this. Is he ready? The Institute has helped me, in a very real sense, define my calling. Does she know what she wants out of life? It's been practical application stuff and leaving a stronger, um, a stronger believer, really. Do they know where to start? It's more clear to me what my roles and duties are as a Christian, I think, um, and how I can engage people around me in the discussion about truth and Jesus Christ. The Focus on the Family Institute is a one-semester program that will help your son or daughter define their future and bring focus to their dreams. And it's hard to put into words what you will experience here, but I'll tell you that it'll be life-changing. It's allowed me to get a godly perspective versus what the world teaches me through, you know, through the media and through other outlets of what a family is supposed to look like. The Focus on the Family Institute, world-class education and a life-changing experience. You can find more information at focusinstitute.org. That's focusinstitute.org. I'll tell you that it'll be life-changing. Last time, Bernard Walton, Odyssey's expert window washer, told Artie Powell the story of Joseph and his 11 brothers. At least he told them the first part. Right in the middle of the story, Bernard had to leave. But he's back today, and I see Artie coming up behind him. Think we'll hear the end of the story? Let's join him and find out. Come on. Hi, Mr. Walton. That was neat, Mr. Walton. I've never seen someone jump straight up and land in a bucket of water before. Yeah, glad you liked it, Artie. Now, will you help get this thing off my foot? Yeah, sure. There, it's off. Yeah, thanks. Well... Did you want something in particular, or was today just the day you decided to scare the wits out of window washers? Well, I wanted you to finish the story. Story? Yeah, of Joseph and his brothers. Remember? Joseph was put in prison because of Potiphar's wife. But God blessed him, and the chief jailer put him in charge of the prison, and that's where we stopped. Oh, oh yeah, right. Uh, well, like you said, Joseph was put in charge of the prison. Uh, well, after he'd been there for a while, it so happened that the pharaoh, the king, you know, became angry with his chief baker and his wine taster and uh, threw them both into the same prison. Wow! Yeah, how's that for justice? Anyway, one morning, Joseph noticed that they looked pretty bothered. What in the world is the matter with you two? Oh, we both had dreams last night. Yes, strange dreams. But there's no one here to tell us what they mean. That's just as well. Interpreting dreams is God's business. Wait, you are a man of God, Joseph. Yes, Perhaps you can tell us the meaning of our dreams. You must tell us, please. Yes, yes, yes. Not knowing will drive us mad. All right, all right. Wine taster, you first. Uh, tell me what you saw. In my dream, I saw a vine. It had three branches, and the branches began to to bud and, and blossom. Soon there were clusters of ripe grapes. 
I was also holding Pharaoh's wine cup in my hand. So I, I took the grapes and I squeezed the juice into it. And then I took it to Pharaoh and, and gave it to him to drink. Uh, the three branches are dates. Within three days, Pharaoh is going to take you out of prison and give you back your job as his wine taster. Really? Oh, wonderful for yeah. you, my friend. Oh, uh, Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. And thank you, Joseph. No thanks are necessary. However, I would like to ask a small favor. Anything, anything. Well, I'm here in Egypt because I was kidnapped. And now I'm in jail when I did nothing to deserve it. When you're back in Pharaoh's service, mention me to him. Ask him to let me out of here. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, of course I will, my friend. Thank you. Now, my dream, Joseph, my dream. Are you sure? Dreams can have bad meanings as well as good. Please, Joseph, please. All right. Tell me what you saw. Well, there were three baskets of pastry on my head. The top basket was filled with all kinds of bakery goods for Pharaoh. But before I could take them to him, birds came and ate them. Do you know what that means? Well, just as the three vine branches are three days, so the three baskets are three days. I knew it. I knew it. In three days, I'll be released and given my old job back, just like my friend the wine taster. Isn't that right? Well, not exactly. Then what, Joseph? What does it mean? Three days from now, Pharaoh will have you executed. Executed? Executed? Uh, yeah. So what about Joseph? Did the wine taster tell Pharaoh about him? Nope. Soon as he was back at his old job, the wine taster promptly forgot all about him. Never even gave him a thought. Until one night about two years later, that is. What happened then? Well, dreams came into play again. Only this time, they were the Pharaoh's dreams. Nightmares, actually. Is there no one in this kingdom who can tell me what these dreams mean? You're supposed to be the magicians and wise men. And none of you have the foggiest idea about it. Pharaoh, Pharaoh, mighty Pharaoh. What? Oh, it's only your wine taster. Go away. I don't want anything to drink. No, 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 no. Oh, Pharaoh, I am here to confess my sin. Yeah, go away. I'm trying to figure out what these dreams mean. Exactly, my Pharaoh. I just remembered. I know someone who can tell you. You're the Hebrew Joseph, right? Yes, my friend. Enough of the bowing, enough of the bowing. Stand up, stand up, for goodness sake. I've heard that you can interpret dreams. Is that so? I can't do it, but God can. What did you dream? Well, uh, I had two, actually. Uh, in the first, I was standing on the banks of the Nile, and suddenly seven fat cows rose up out of the river and started grazing along the bank. But then the seven very skinny and kind of bony cows came up and ate the seven fat ones. And afterwards, they were all still skinny as ever. Weird, very weird dream. Hmm. Well, what of the second dream? Oh, there's even more strange than the first. This time there were seven plump heads of grain on one stalk. Then out of the same stalk came seven withered thin heads, and the thin heads swallowed up the fat ones. <laughs> well, I don't have to tell you. I woke up in a cold sweat, I'm telling you. But no one here can tell me what this means. Both dreams mean the same thing, Pharaoh. God was telling you what he was going to do in Egypt. The fat cows and the plump heads of grain mean that the next seven years will be a period of great prosperity throughout the land. Really? Oh. <laughs> Damn, well, that's wonderful. <laughs> yes, but afterwards, there will be seven years of famine. Oh, that's bad. Well, that is what the skinny cows and the withered heads of grain indicate. The famine will be so great that all the prosperity of the previous seven years will be wiped out. It will be so terrible that even the memory of the good years will be erased. Oh, oh. oh. 
God. What should I do? Tell me, Joseph, what should I do? Well, find the wisest man in Egypt and put him in charge of a nationwide food program. Let him gather all the excess crops of the next seven years. That way, there'll be enough to eat when the famine comes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Yeah, excellent, excellent. But uh, who should this man be? Well, that only Pharaoh can decide. Good point. You must choose carefully. Anything less than the best will surely result in disaster. May God guide you in your decision. He already has. I know the perfect man for the job. You, Joseph. Wait a minute. He put Joseph in charge? Yep. He dressed him up all nice and pretty and gathered everyone together for a big ceremony. And he said... I officially appoint you, Joseph, to be in charge of my kingdom. Whatever you say... Why? Huh? Why would Pharaoh put him in charge? Because Joseph was obviously the wisest man around. Haven't you been listening? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, so anyway, Pharaoh gathered everyone together and said... I officially appoint you, Joseph, to be in charge of my kingdom. Whatever you say goes throughout all the land of Egypt. I alone will outrank you. So let it be written. Wait a minute. Artie. Sorry. So let it be done. We'll be back with the rest of today's adventure right after this. Imagine traveling through the foundations of Western civilization and encountering the people, places, and events that shaped our world. Drive through with a vast array of resources available from family.org. Drive Through History is a DVD series produced by Focus on the Family, a nonprofit ministry dedicated to nurturing and defending families worldwide. On the open road of life, there's family.org with dynamic resources for families at every turn. Back to the adventure. So Joseph became a ruler? Yeah, the second most famous and powerful man in Egypt. And everything happened just like he said it would. You know? Seven years of bumper crops followed by seven years of terrible famine. The crops not only failed in Egypt, but everywhere. Only Egypt had enough food, thanks to Joseph. But he was generous with it. He opened up the storehouses and sold grain to people all over the world. Wow, I'll bet his brothers would have been surprised to see him then. Funny you should mention that. See, the famine hit the land where Joseph's family lived, too. And when Jacob, his father, heard there was food in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why are you standing around here looking at each other? Haven't you heard there's grain available in Egypt? Yes. So? So go down and buy some for us before we all starve to death. You, you mean all of us? Yes. Uh, except for Benjamin. I don't want him going. We've lost Joseph. I don't risk losing him as well. Boys, you're standing. Go, go. Go, go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Who is next? Ten men from the land of Canaan, great one. Ten? Show them in. Uh, yes, my lord. Show the Canaanites in. Enter and bow in the presence of the great overseer of Egypt. Wait a minute. They bowed? Yeah. Just like in Joseph's dream. Well, of course. What did you expect? See, he recognized them right off. But because it had been a while since they sold him into slavery, they didn't know who he was. And he decided to keep it that way for a while. Who are you? Where are you from? Who 
please, great one. I am Reuben, son of Jacob. These are my brothers. We are from the land of Canaan. Uh, my, my, my name is, is Simeon. Yes. We, have, we have come to buy grain, good sir. You are spies. No, you no. will come to see how severe the famine is in our land. No, no, sir. No, sir. We have only come to buy food. We are twelve brothers and, and an honest man, not spies. Yes. Now I know you are spies. Your own lies trap you. No, I see only ten brothers here, not twelve. Spies, one and all. Oh, my lord. Who are you? I am Judah. We are twelve brothers, yes. and our father is in the land of Canaan. Yes, yes. Our youngest brother is there with our father, and one of our brothers is dead. Yes. That proves nothing. Oh. I still say you are spies. Uh, how can we prove we're telling the truth? There is a way. One of you must go and get this last brother and bring him to me. The rest of you will remain here. In prison. If it turns out that you have no younger brother, I'll know you are spies. Decide now who among you will go. But, 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 but we ca cannot. You dare to defy me? Put all these men in prison. Oh, oh, no, no, Keep quiet, Simeon. But why is this happening to us? Why? Don't be dumb. It's happening because of what we did to Joseph. We saw his terror and anguish and heard his pleadings, but did we listen? No. Didn't I tell you not to do it? Didn't I say he's our brother? Don't kill him? But you all knew so much better. And now we're going to die because we murdered him. Oh, keep, keep quiet, quiet Simeon. Then the brothers did remember the bad stuff they did to Joseph. Yeah, and right about then, they were pretty sorry for it. What they didn't know was that Joseph overheard this conversation. He was very touched by it. So after three days were up, he had the brothers brought before him again. Listen to me, all of you. Because I am a God-fearing man, I am going to give you an opportunity to prove yourself. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Enough! Only one of you will remain in my jail. The rest of you will go home with grain for your families. You! Simeon, he means you. Me? Yes, you will remain. Bind him and take him away. No, no, please, please. Brother! Great ruler, please. I am trusting that you are honorable men. Oh, yes, yes. Go now and bring your youngest brother back to me. It's the only way I'll know whether you are telling the truth. Now go. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Youngest brother, youngest brother. What'd they do? What do you think they did? They went. Joseph gave them grain and provisions for their journey, and the brothers hightailed it out of there. But what they didn't know was that Joseph had also put each brother's payment back in his sack. <laughs> what a prankster. So what happened? Well, when they got back to Canaan, they told their father everything that had happened. Then they emptied out their sacks, and there was the money for the grain. Well, when Jacob saw it, he hit the ceiling. Well, he hit the top of his tent. You wicked sons, you have bereaved me of my children. Joseph didn't come back. Simeon is gone, and now you want to take Benjamin too. Everything is against me. Father, we must take Benjamin if we are to get more grain. I'll be responsible for him. I swear by my two sons, I will bring Benjamin back to you. No, Joseph is dead. Benjamin is the only one of Rachel's children I have left. If anything should happen to him, I would die. No, a thousand times, no. I guess that was it for Simeon, huh? No, not exactly. You see, there was no relief from the famine, and hunger is a pretty powerful motivator. Father, we are almost out of grain. I know. 
You'll have to go back down to Egypt and buy us more. Very well, Father, but you must understand. That ruler wasn't fooling one bit when he told us not to come back without Benjamin. He must go with us. Oh, Benjamin, my baby Benjamin. Oh, good grief, we could have gone and returned by now. Uh, Father, send the lad with me. I personally guarantee his safety. If I don't bring him back to you, I'll bear the blame forever. If you don't, we will all die of starvation. Please. <sighs> Very well. May God Almighty give you mercy before him so that he will release Simeon and return Benjamin. And if I must bear the anguish of their deaths, then so be it. So back the brothers went. When Joseph saw Benjamin with him, he told his household manager to take them to his palace and prepare a big feast for them. Well, when the brothers saw where they were headed, they were petrified. They thought they were going to be taken as slaves. Now they know how Joseph felt. Uh-huh. Well, the boys relaxed a bit when they saw the feast, and they got downright happy when Simeon was brought out to them. Then Joseph came in and the feast began. Well, they talked and ate and ate and talked, and everybody was having a great time, but Judah was puzzled about everything. So about halfway into the meal, he leaned over and whispered to his brothers, Reuben, Simeon, come closer. What is it, Judah? Something is very odd here. What do you mean? What is it? Well, it's not just one thing, it's several things. For instance, the ruler's household manager didn't even bat an eye when we told him about the money from our first trip here. Yes. That is strange. Yeah, but there are other things as well. Most Egyptians would rather die than eat with Hebrews, but here we are eating in the same room as the second most powerful man in Egypt. Mm. Our food is served from his own table. That is incredible, to say the least. Yes, sir. But I find it even more incredible that he seated us according to our ages. How could he know that? Mm. And look at how much food he's given Benjamin. Five times as much as the rest of us. It's obvious he favors Benjamin. Remember his reaction when he first saw the lad? He was so overcome he had to leave the room. Mm, you're right, Judah. Something is very odd. What do you think we should do? Well, now that we have everything, I think we should leave, and the sooner the better. I agree. We depart at first light. But while they were talking, Joseph called his household manager over and gave him some private instructions. Fill each of their sacks with as much grain as they can carry, and put the money they paid back into each one of their sacks as well. Yes, my lord. But one more thing. Take my silver cup and put it at the top of the youngest one's sack. My lord, it's a plan of mine. None of them are to know. Is that clear? Yes, great one. It, it shall be done, just as you say. Well, at dawn the next morning, the brothers were up and on their way. But they were barely out of the city when suddenly the manager and several large guards thundered up behind them. Oh, stop! You! Stop! What, what's wrong? What is it you want? You know very well the wicked thing you have done. Why do you act like this when your benefactor has been so kind to you? What the world are you talking about? One of you stole my lord's personal silver drinking cup. No. What kind of people do you think we are that you accuse us of such a terrible thing? Why would we steal silver or gold from your master's house? Didn't we bring back the money from the first trip? Whatever you have done in the past is unimportant. The master's cup is gone, and you are the only guests we've had. We did not take right. Well, we shall see. Open their sacks. The managers searched the brothers' sacks, starting with Reuben and working his way down. And when they opened Benjamin's... They found the cup. What did the others do? Well, first they were stunned. 
Then they started crying, and then they loaded everything back up, returned to Joseph, and fell to the ground before him. What were you trying to do? Did you think I wouldn't know who stole it? What can we say, sir? How can we prove our innocence? You can't. The evidence is clear. But God is punishing us for our sins. Please spare us. We have all returned to be your slaves. No. Only the one who stole the cup shall be my slave. Take it. Judah! No, wait until oh, please, please. Hold. My lord, I know you can kill me in an instant, but please hear me out. I will listen. Sir, our father is an old man, and this is a child of his old age. His brother is dead. He alone is left of his mother's children. The last thing our father told us told me was that if any harm befalls the boy, he shall die with sorrow. Sir, if I go back and the lad is not with me, I cannot bear to see what this would do to my father. Sir, I pledged my father that I would take care of the boy. Let him return with his brothers and keep me here as a slave instead. Please, kind sir, I, I beg you. Attendants, leave us. Brothers, dear brothers, I am Joseph. It is true. Come closer. Come! You see, I am Joseph, your brother. Joseph, it is you. And you are ruler. Oh, have mercy on us, Joseph. Forgive our terrible sins against you. Yeah, yes, you No, 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 no. Don't, don't be angry with yourselves for what you did. It was God's doing. He sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. This famine will become much worse. God has sent me here to keep your families alive so that you will become a great nation. It was His doing. Oh, brothers, we are together again. Joseph! Oh, Joseph! <laughs> So is that where the story of Joseph ends? Oh, a few more things happened. Joseph loaded up wagons full of food and sent the brothers back for Jacob. He must have flipped when they told him Joseph was not only alive, but ruler of Egypt. Well, at first he didn't believe them. Can't blame him for that. But seeing everything Joseph had sent finally convinced him, and he packed up everything he had left and moved the whole family down to Egypt. And I guess you could say they all lived happily ever after. Well, sort of. Then a man named Moses comes along. Moses? Now, don't tell me you don't know who he was. Oh, no, I do. I just wanted you to tell me about him, that's all. Yeah, well, maybe some other time. I gotta get to Wit's Windows. Well, all right, but I still want to hear it from you. You're a really good storyteller, Mr. Walton. Yeah, well, do me a favor and don't spread it around. I have kids coming up all the time asking for a story. I'll never get any work done. Speaking of which... Oh, yeah. i got to get going anyway. Mr. Walton? Yeah? Thanks. Uh, you're, you're welcome. Okay. Bernard? Huh? Oh, uh, hi, Wit. <laughs> I was just about to get those back windows. Oh, all right. Uh, was that one of the Powell kids? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's Artie. The youngest of seven, you know. Oh, is that a fact? He'd love the story of Joseph. I knew it. It's out already. 
Now I'll have kids coming up all the time and I'll never get any work done. Whatever happened to keeping a secret? I think I just missed something. Remember at the start of today's program when I talked about revenge? Well, if anyone had a reason to get back at someone, it was Joseph. But he didn't. Instead, he forgave his brothers when he saw that they were sorry for what they did. When someone hurts us or treats us badly, we need to take a cue from Joseph and also forgive. Not only because it's the best thing to do, but because it's what God wants us to do. Can you think of any other Bible stories, or even stories that aren't in the Bible, that are about forgiveness? If you can, write them down and send them to me here in Odyssey. Oh, I love getting all your cards and letters. Really, I do. Our address is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. In Canada, write to Box 9800, Vancouver, B.C., V6B4G3. And when you write, don't forget to ask about how you can get a copy of this broadcast. Just mention today's date in your card or letter. The address once again is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. Adventures in Odyssey is a presentation of Focus on the Family. Bernard and Joseph was written and directed by Phil Lawler. Our production engineers were Bob Luttrell and Dave Arnold. Our executive producer was Chuck Bolte. And I'm Chris, hoping you'll join us again next time for more Adventures in Odyssey.